Number 15, Allah Ta'ala says, We had granted Dawood and Sulaiman Islam knowledge. We spoke about their knowledge that they had and how Sulaiman Islam, Allah Ta'ala granted him even further depth of understanding. And two examples of that we covered in the two judgments that he made. The father made and then the son made. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that the son's judgment was even better than the father's. They praised Allah ta'ala instead of attributing their ilm to themselves. They said, Alhamdulillahilladhi faddalana ala kathirin min ibadihi al-mu'mineen. All praise and thanks to Allah. He has given us uh, a higher rank and he has given us virtue over many of his believing servants. So whenever we have a blessing, we should say, Alhamdulillahilladhi faddalana. There is a specific dua taught to us by Rasulullah If someone sees a blind individual or a handicapped individual or someone uh, in, um, who's amputated leg or in a difficult scenario, challenging uh, circumstance, when we see someone like that, then this is a dua we are supposed to make, but we should not make it loudly so that the person can hear. We should make it softly to ourselves. And, and the dua is, Alhamdulillahilladhi afana mimma b'talaka bihi. Alhamdulillahilladhi afana all praise and thanks to Allah who has granted us afia and safety and and um, afia means salama and safety from that which he has tested you with and he has given us uh, virtue over many of his creation obviously we shouldn't say it loudly because this would may hurt the feelings of the person who hears it so these words are found in this dua as well uh, in, in ayah 15 of surah 27 وَوَرِثَ سُلِيمَانُ دَاوُدُ Suleiman al-Islam he inherited from Dawud al-Islam and he, they said يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ O mankind عِلِّمْنَا مَنْطِقَ طِيرُ Allah has taught us and granted us the ability to understand the language of the birds so they had the ability to understand the language of the birds and إِنَّ هَذَا لَهُ الْفَضْلُ مُبِينَ this is a great virtue that Allah has granted us then ayah 17, there's a specific scene which the surah bears its name from this incident where Allah Ta'ala says, حُشْرَ لِسُلَيْمَانَ جُنُودُهُ Sulaiman was taking a roll call of his troops, the, taking the attendance. مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنسِ وَالطَيْرِ Of all the jinn and the humans and the birds. حَتَّى First, oh yeah, first he is traveling with them, then the attendance is the next section. What happens? حَتَّى إِذَا أَتَوْا عَلَى وَادِ النَّمَلِ Then they came to the valley of the ants. قَالَتْ نَمْلَةٌ One ant spoke up and said, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّمَلِ O other ants, اُدْخُلُوا مَسَاكِنَكُمْ Go escape, run into your holes in the ground. لَا يَحْتِمَنَّكُمْ سُلِيمَانُ وَجْلُودُهُ وَهُمْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ May not be that Suleiman and his army trample over you and they do not realize and you end up dying. فَتَبَسَّمَ ضَاحِكًا مِّنْ قَوْلِهَا Then when Suleiman heard the ant's speech, Allah made him hear it and understand it. He started smiling and laughing and he said, رَبِّ يَوْزِعْنِي أَنْ أَشْكُرَ نِعْمَتَكَ الَّتِي أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيَّ وَعَلَى وَالِدَيَّ وَأَنْ أَعْمَلَ صَالِحًا تَرَضَاهُ Allah grant me the ability to be a grateful servant for all the blessings you have granted me and my father and to be able to do good deeds that will please you. وَأَدْخِلْنِي بِرَحْمَتِكَ فِي عِبَادِكَ الصَّالِحِينَ And enter me with your mercy into your selected righteous servants. So why is uh, the story of the ant mentioned here? What is so specific about it? What's so unique about it? Uh, is the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us a lesson that um, to be worried about uh, the community and to have genuine concern about everyone's safety and, and everyone's um, guidance. And so how can everyone be saved from the fire of Jahannam? And how can everyone be happy in this world, happy in the Akhirah? This um, altruism, this concern for humanity... Uh, is so beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
that this ant it could have just gone off to protect itself and couldn't have cared less about others but it made that call and it had that genuine concern for the safety of the other ants and this concern is so beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, immortalized the story revealed it in the Quran and we are reciting it till tonight and ila yawm al-qiyamah so if we also we need to develop this concern as well it's not about all, you know me myself and i we should have concern about the society around us there's a hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi that allah uh, ta'ala asked an angel to go and destroy a particular town and the angel said ya rasul ya allah uh, in fiha in that qarya in that town there's a abd lam ya'sika tarfata ain who has not disobeyed you even for a blink of an eye so allah ta'ala said Start off by overturning his house, then the rest of the town. Why? Because um, that his forehead, there were, it never had any wrinkle on it, and he had no stress and no worry about the disobedience that is taking place all around him. So we are supposed to have concern not just about ourselves, but how can the society around us also come on the right path. And this is uh, diametrically opposite of the culture nowadays. The culture nowadays is that you know, don't say anything to anyone, just live and let live. You know, even young children or anyone who's creating noise or disturbance, or you never know, they're going to end up suing you, or their, their dad or mom might come and fight with you. you know, so it used to be in the past where all the uncles, everyone would collectively raise the children. The whole, it takes a village to raise a child, but now nobody wants to say anything. So we have to, now if one person starts trying to change the culture, it'll be difficult for that individual. So we all have to create that environment where we love one another for the sake of Allah and we try to help one another. And the mu'min is a mirror for the mu'min. So the mirror, what it does is, um, it honestly tells you if there's something wrong, something out of place, something in your beard, something in your face, something on your hair, it'll tell you what's wrong. But it won't go around telling everyone else, it only shows you your faults as it is uh, so that you can correct it so that's how we should help correct one another so then he took the roll call وَتَفَقَّدَ الطَّيْرِ ayah number 20 and he found that the bird was missing this bird was from the military intelligence unit uh, used to uh, it was tasked with espionage to go and check the strength of the troops of the enemy and where their battalions are where they're um, moving the troops and it would get its bird's eye view from the top as it was a bird <laughs> and then it would come back and give the detailed report that I went and flew and I saw all of these things and then Sulaiman would prepare his defenses or offense accordingly but he took the roll call and he said Mali ala ara al-hudhud. he was very upset he said why is it I do not see the hudud bird is present he's missing so the bird was in big trouble and he said he will be tortured or I'll slaughter him. Make zibah of the bird. Or he must bring some clear evidence why he is late. So he was unexcused tardy. Some time passed. The bird comes and says that I have the knowledge that which you do not have. I'm coming from the kingdom of Saba, which is ruled by the queen Bilqis, and I have certain news. 
Scholars say here that the bird, as you can see, was in big trouble. Sulaiman is the king and the Nabi. Double role, king and a Nabi. And he was going to slaughter him and beat him up. And he comes and says, I know that which you do not know. So this is the jur'ah and the courage that comes with ilm. That the bird had the knowledge of some facts which Sulaiman did not have. And based on that knowledge, it had that courage, even audaciousness, audacity to speak in such a manner. So ilm has within it ulu and it elevates a person. And that's why it has to be coupled with tazkiyah. Otherwise, ilm by itself will lead towards kibar and arrogance. As Iblis, who had a lot of ilm, he was the mu'allimul malaika, but he ended up not having the tazkiyah and purification of his heart, which led him to have arrogance and kibar, and led him to disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command with respect to the sajda of Adam alayhi salam, thereby resulting in him what? being kicked out of Jannah and being cursed ila yawmil qiyamah so this is the courage of this bird here and he says inni wajattu mara'atan tamlikuhum I found that there is a queen who is ruling over these people wa'utiyat bin kulli shay and she has everything that is required for a king or a queen in particular something worth noting is walaha arshun azim she has a very magnificent throne it's an unparalleled unrivaled throne however I am very sad to note وَجَدْتُهَا وَقَوْمَهَا يَسْجُدُونَ لِلشَّمْسِ I found her and her people they are worshipping the sun مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ instead of Allah وَزَيِّنَ لَهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ أَعْمَالَهُمْ Shaitan has beautified their actions for them Shaitan has deceived them فَصَدَّهُمْ عَنِ السَّبِيلِ has made them go astray from the right path فَهُمْ لَا يَحْتَدُونَ they are not on the right path of Hidayah they do not make sajr to the one who created the heavens and the earth and who knows that which you hide and that which you make apparent who is the one Allah besides him there is no one worthy of worship and he is the lord of the great throne I skip this recitation as this is what ayat of sajda and then after that when she is saying that they do not, uh, the bird says uh, that they do not um, worship Allah, they do not make sajda to Allah and speaks about the importance of sajda that's where Rasulullah taught us to make sajda ourselves so Sulaiman said, "Qala sanandur asadakta." We will see if you are speaking the truth. Am kunta minal kathibin, or you're lying. Are you making up this false alibi story, or is it a real uh, information you are presenting? He said, "Idhab bi kitabi hada." Take this letter of mine. Falqi ilayhim. Go and give it to her in her court. Thumma tawalla anhum fanzur maada yarjoon. Then after you give the letter, move back and listen attentively what they say. Qala. Ayah 29 Ya ayyuhal malaw She said O oh my members of my court Inni ulqiya iliya kitabun kareem I have received a very noble letter Innahu min Sulaymana wa innahu Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim This letter is from Sulaiman alayhi salam And it begins with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim So this is the one place where Bismillah is in the middle of the Quran as well As it is in the beginning of every surah Sulaiman alayhi salam's letter was very brief Allah ta'alu alayya do not be arrogant. Watuni Muslimin, come to me in submission. That's all he said. So this is known as Uslubul Hakim, the style of the king. And a detailed explanation is called Uslubul Hakim. So there's two styles of speaking: Uslubul Hakim and Uslubul Hakim. The style adopted by a wise individual who breaks things down and explains it, and the style of the king, because the king he doesn't have too much time to waste giving long instructions. He just speaks to the point. He said, Allah Taala Alayya, do not even attempt to be arrogant by uh, trying to escape or trying to plan to do anything. Wa'atuni Muslimin, come to me in submission. 
So she said, قالت يا أيها الملو. She made مشورة. All my members of my court, أفتوني. Give me a fatwa. Give me a opinion, a ruling في أمري regarding my matter. ما كنت قاطعة أمرا حتى تشهدون. I never make a decision about the kingdom without your input. So this shows the مشورة is important sunnah of the believers of Rasulullah sallallahu So they were uh, very loyal and wise and they showed their allegiance to her and their loyalty to their queen in the following words. They said, نَحْنُ Look, O queen, we are strong. We have a lot of weapons and we are ready to fight to defend you. وَالْأَمْرُ إِلَيْكِ But the authority, jurisdiction to make the call lies with you. You think and let us know whatever you command, we are ready to obey. So then Bilqi said, Whenever the kings, they enter into any city, they turn it upside down. They destroy it. There will be a lot of collateral damage. Our beautiful kingdom of Saba will be destroyed if Suleiman and his army comes here. Those that are uh, rich individuals and people of influence and power, they will become slaves. This is what they will do. So, I'm not sure if we should fight with such a powerful kingdom. Rather, let me first send a gift to Sulaiman Let's see how he responds to the gift. When the gift came, so there were elephants loaded with jewels and uh, gold and treasures and chests and whole procession of this came to Sulaiman He became upset and he said, Are you trying to bribe me with this money? What Allah has granted me is far better than what you have. You're not you're trying to impress me with this. You with your gifts, you be happy. Take it back. I don't want it. And then he gave the final uh, warning. He said, Go back to them. Tell them we are coming very soon with a large army. That there will be no way they will be able to face it. We will expel them from their land and will make them zalil. So he may give this letter and then they went with this. Now in the interim he asked the members of his court. Who is this? Sulaiman alayhi salam. Qala ya ayyuhal malau. Oh members of my court. So this is uh, very similar to the previous ayat. Qalat ya ayyuhal malau. She said to the members of her court. And now he says to the members of his court. Ayyukum ya'tini bi'arshiha. Who is going to bring for me her throne? Go and pick up her throne, which was a very, very unique throne. None like it in the world. Who is going to bring her throne to me? Qabla an ya'tuni muslimin. Before she herself comes in submission. So the two people, they got ready for the task. The first one, min al jinn. A big jinn, Ifrit he, is a gigantic one. He said, I will bring it before this majlis and this gathering comes to a conclusion. And in his resume that he presented to explain why he is qualified to bring it, he mentioned two of his attributes. He said, And verily I am strong and I am trustworthy. So I'm strong, I can carry it, and I am fast enough to go and bring, pick it up from Baytul Maqdis in Jerusalem, all the way to Saba, which was in Yemen. I'll go 
travel there physically, pick it up, bring it back. And Aminun, I'm trustworthy, so I will not pocket some of the jewels on the side, take it out from there that are encrusted within the uh, throne, or I will not steal it, because I am trustworthy. And these are the same two sifat um, that the daughter of Shuaib told her father, Shuaib with respect to Musa When he came in, he picked up the cover of the well that the two daughters were holding back their sheep because they did not want to go into the rush of the men. And when Musa came upon them as he's running away from Egypt, he said that, What's wrong with you? Why don't you take care of your sheep as well? We cannot go there because we don't want to mix with the men. And our father is very old. He cannot come himself, so we have no brothers. Then he gave them the water. And then he protected his gaze from them and he was not looking at them. So they saw he was physically strong and he was also very trustworthy. So they asked their father, قَالَ يَا أَبَتِ اسْتَأْجِرْهُ Oh, our dear father, you should hire him for help as we need help in the family. إِنَّ خَيْرَ مَنْ اسْتَأْجَرْتَ الْقَوِيُّ الْأَمِينَ The same two words. The best person you can hire is the one who is قَوِي and أَمِينَ Strong and trustworthy. Strong and trustworthy. And this is the two sifat here. إِنِّي عَلَيْ لَقَوِيٌّ أَمِينَ The jinn said as well. قَالَ الَّذِي عِنْدَهُ عِلْمٌ مِّنَ الْكِتَابِ Then the one who Allah had granted the knowledge of the book. He was a wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first one was going to physically bring it at a very fast speed. But the second one was not going to travel and pick it up and bring it. This was going to be a karama, supernatural. The first one was, even though it was very fast, it was natural in the sense that that was naturally his speed. The second one, it was a human being who cannot bring it very fast, but he was going to bring it through the divine help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when a supernatural thing occurs on the hand of a Nabi of Allah, it's called a mu'ajizah. And if it happens on the hand of a wali of Allah, it is called a karama. And when it happens on the hand of an enemy of Allah, like Dajjal, will do supernatural things too. But he's not a Nabi, nor he is a wali. He is a enemy of Allah. That is called istidraj. Istidraj. So this one was a karama. So The one who had the knowledge of the book, the knowledge of the Torah, and he was a wali of Allah. Some say his name was Asif bin Barkhiyah. He said, He said, I'll bring it to you before you blink your eye. And then the Quran doesn't say that Sulaiman said, okay, I will blink my eye and let's see. And then he closed his eye. And then he opened his eye. And then he saw it. He just says, he said, I will bring it in a blink of an eye and it was there in front of him. Because by the time he finished the sentence, it was already a blink of an eye. فَلَمَّا رَآهُ Then he saw him. مُسْتَقِرًا عِنْدَهُ The throne is already there. By the time he finished the sentence, the throne is already there. قَالَ هَذَا مِنْ فَضْلِ رَبِّي Then Sulaiman said the very famous words that the calligraphers put it on the buildings. هَذَا مِنْ فَضْلِ رَبِّي This is from the father of my Lord. This mansion, this business, whatever. هَذَا مِنْ فَضْلِ رَبِّي but the important part after that, liyabluwani, it is a test for me. The fadl, it is a, from the fadl of Allah, but the fadl of Allah, this dunya Allah has given, this throne is a test. Aashkuru am akfuru. Will I be grateful or will I be ungrateful? Whoever thanks Allah is thanking for his own benefit, is not benefiting Allah. وَمَنْ كَفَرَ Whoever is ungrateful, فَإِنَّ رَبِّي غَنِيٌّ كَرِيمٌ My Lord is independent of his creation, he doesn't need anyone. 
So then Sulaiman said, I'm just finishing the story here. He says, Qala nakiru laha arshaha. He said, Okay, how about we make a few changes to this throne? Take out a few things from it and change it up a little bit. So that when Bilqis comes, will she recognize it? And what we did? Or she will be she will not recognize that this is actually her throne. Then when she finally came in submission, Qila, she was it was said to her, is, is your throne something like this? But it never crossed her mind because when she left, her throne was still there in the palace. So why would this one be the same throne? And there was not, no other throne like hers in, anywhere in the world. So she said, She said, it looks very, very similar, eerily similar. It's like almost it is as if it's the same thing. What's going on? <laughs> but then she said, look, Allah had already given us ilm and knowledge about you and your prophethood. And we are true Muslims. We submit. We see how Allah has granted you power. Allah Ta'ala said, Because she was engaged in worshipping the false gods besides Allah, and that was the culture she grew up in, that is what had prevented her from accepting Islam up to this point. Because She belonged to a nation of kuffar. So there are many people who are growing up in a kuffar environment, but they have beautiful hearts. And if somebody reaches out to them and shows them the power of Allah, they're ready to accept this ayah is giving the excuse that up till now, why didn't she accept Islam? Because she was from a Qawmin Kafirin, disbelieving nation. Otherwise, uh, she had intuition, she had intelligence, uh, she believed in Allah, but she never had the opportunity, she never had the exposure. No one gave her da'wah. And as soon as the da'wah was given to her, she was ready to accept. This is the last ayah, 44 of this story. قيل لها, it was said to her, الصرح, enter into the palace. فلما رأته, when she came and she saw the courtyard of the palace, حسيبته لجتن, she thought it was, لجتن, is, she thought it was um, flowing water. وكشفت عن ساقيها, and she lifted up her dress, to, for not all the way, just a little bit above her ankles, on her shin. Why? Because she did not want her dress to get wet. But what did Sulaiman say? قَالَ إِنَّهُ صَرْحٌ مُمَرَّدٌ مِنْ قَوَارِيرٌ He said, no, this is a crystal courtyard made of crystal with the water flowing underneath. So this is, these details normally come in the Israeli traditions which are very weak and from the Old Testament but this is right in the Quran. Ayah 44. صَرْحٌ قَوَارِيرٌ is glass. It's, it's, it's a uh, crystal glass courtyard with flowing water underneath. She said, Oh my Rabb, I have been doing so much zulm because I was so impressed with my throne. No one had a throne like mine. That throne is nothing. The throne that, that was the one thing I was so proud of was brought here and arrived here before I came. And I declare my Islam with Sulaiman. For Allah, the Lord of the worlds. So this is the story of the Namal followed by the story of the Hudhud bird that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals in the end of uh, the 19th juz. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us also to gain all the wisdom of Sulaiman alayhi salam and allow us to become a source of inspiration for others, source of da'wah for others and bring other people towards Islam the way he brought this queen in the entire kingdom towards Islam. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us um, 
to not only implement the deen in our lives, but to become a uh, means of hidayat for others. Allahumma hadina wa hadibina. Allah guide us, make us a source of guidance for others. This is the dua that we are taught by Allah, by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as we covered in the previous night, وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ imama. So Sulaiman alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through this encounter, he brought the entire kingdom of Saba. Not only the queen accepted Islam, all of her uh, constituents, all the members of her kingdom, they all accepted Islam. And this is such a heartwarming, beautiful, inspiring story. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to make amal. Wa akhir da'wana, alhamdulillah.